Welcome to another episode of the Property Management Show with your hosts, Marie Tupman and Brittany Stevens. When we think about customer lifetime value, the biggest variable that comes to mind is the length of time that a customer decides to stay with your company. But what happens when your service area is full of military or intelligence personnel who only need your services as a property manager when they're deployed overseas? Well, our guests today are Tommy Chambers and Chris Harold from Chambers Theory. And not only have they discovered how to protect their customer lifetime, they also found a way to expand it through innovation. Now, before we play the interview, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency. We have been helping property managers with owner marketing since 2012, from strategy all the way to implementation. Visit fourandhalf.com to learn more. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. Now is the time to add pest coverage to your resident benefit package. CoverPest seamlessly integrates with your existing benefit package to give your tenants a world-class pest control service at a fraction of the normal price. Visit CoverPest.com today and mention this podcast to get your startup fee waived. I'm really excited because the season um, is all about you know, companies that are doing something so good that people don't want to leave. And based on Chambers Theory stats, you guys are kind of know what you're doing. And so how about we start with that? Can you share some of the stats that you're most proud of as Chambers Theory? Yeah. Um, two of the ones that we track all the time are our days on market and our average rents. We really pride ourselves uh, that we have lower days on market and higher average rents than any of our competitors. Um, our slogan is really real estate with intelligence. And uh, we really embody this in that we, we collect data on us and our competitors, and we're using that to our competitive advantage. To touch a little bit more on the, the days on market and, and average rents, um, some of these data points may seem intuitive. For example, a unit in one area may rent faster than a unit in another area because that area is more desirable. But we actually know the numbers and we know how much more it'll rent for, how much uh, less the expected days on market is. And we can use those factors in play um, with what's actually happening in the market because part of it is actually looking at the data, which is historic, Mm -hmm. and then also applying our experience and what we expect the trends to be um, looking in the future to make intelligent decisions uh, and ultimately improve these metrics that we look at so much. So as I said, time on market, average rents, we're far above our competitors in both of those uh, key statistics. For example, we have uh, 27% higher rents than any of our competitors in, in the market, um, average rents. Our average rents are close to 3500 a month. Obviously, we're in a pretty affluent area around D.C., um, and our days on market, our, our average days on market is 12 and our competitors uh, is 30. So you can see that we're, we're by and far uh, better than our competitors in both of those two key areas. And we think that by looking at the data and making intelligent decisions that we can continue to improve those. Yeah. And I'd add to that, Chris, I think what I found is just the very, just the simple act of measuring what's important you know, deciding what, what are those KPIs or those key, key performance indicators? What's important to your clients? Um, what kinds of things do you want to measure? And, and just the act of measuring them 
allows you to see how you can get better and track improvement and come up with new solutions and new innovations within your team or externally to help improve those things. So, um, you know, that, that continual improvement can only be tracked through monitoring the, the numbers that you want to be better at. So just, just that very act of that has, has made us better in all these areas. And so Chris, um, were you going to say something about client retention or is that a number that your company tracks at all? Yeah, our, our retention rate is over 95, 96%. And a lot of that has to do with our team and how well we're able to service our clients. Um, we've built up a stellar reputation in the industry uh, and it's very rare. And we believe that the systems and the team that we put together is really the reason why we've been able to, to maintain that high of a retention rate. Uh, we're growing a company and implementing a hybrid work environment. And it's really allowed us to provide flexibility and uh, an ability for our team to service clients in different ways. Um, we have recently promoted a, one of our internal employees to the director of people and culture uh, she's been a rock star in promoting our company culture, bringing us together, communicating that to our clients, and really uh, made this a fantastic place to work in an industry that has a reputation for burnout. So we really value community. And uh, Tommy actually has, has a saying that he brings up constantly, and that's in serving each other, we become free. So we really have that in mind every day. And we believe that that's having that mentality is a big reason why we're able to uh, maintain these high retention rates, both with clients and employees. On the client retention rate, one of the interesting things that happens and why it's, it's actually a little bit fuzzy number for us is I would say our, it's actually higher than 95, 96% for our active clients. Our active clients, meaning that we have under contract and property management, really, we don't lose many. Sometimes we let go of clients that are uh, what we call um, you know, not responsible to take care of their own property. Um, we take care of it for them, but they've got to pay the bills for their own property. Um, you know, we want the tenant to have a positive experience. So if we find that landlords are not willing to invest in their own properties, um, sometimes we let landlords go too. So we, we count that in our lost client or uh, you know, the, the client attrition. Um, sometimes we let go of a one to 2% of clients a year. Um, the other reason it's a little bit of a complicated number is a vast majority of our clients are military and US foreign service. So when they go overseas, um, it's usually for a limited amount of time, three or four years, and then they come back to the area. And what makes it interesting is they close out their contract with us when they come back to live in their own home. Yet what's a really strong sign of our performance is when clients get reassigned back overseas and they hire us again for their next assignment overseas, which is usually two years later. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a moving number to really understand how many people got reassigned back overseas 
to the iris again. Um, and the, the nature, just keeping track again of things like client retention percentage has allowed us to, to see our business differently. Um, it's not just about keeping our clients you have happy. It's about, do they hire you again? Or if they buy another investment property, do they hire you for that one? Um, and so I'm curious to know, given that you and your team like to track data, do you track how many returnees you have of people who get reassigned and then they hire you again for their next deployment? Is that something that you know top of your head, like X percent of our portfolio are like returning owners who are redeployed and are hiring us again? Yeah, um, I'd love to keep better track of that number. The, the, the thing is to know when they go back overseas, to know what percentage of our clients that came back when they're reassigned. Um, and some of them we do know because we've, we've stayed in touch with uh, many of them. And some of our clients, interestingly enough, they we implemented a new program regarding this specific um, instance where clients come back to their house from overseas assignment. And sometimes they, they keep us as their property manager when they're living in their house themselves. Obviously we have a different fee structure for this, yet it's been really interesting. We, we call it a, a home escrow account and we call it a heat account. Um, but that home escrow account, it basically allows us to continue to pay their utilities, manage their contractors for their house while they're living in it themselves. Um, it's a different fee structure than so we're not charging a percentage of rents collected in that example, of course. Um, yet, you know, the, the clients pay us to manage their home-related bills and services, even after they're living in the home themselves again. So we, we've seen um, an increase in not closing out accounts that, of owners returning because we're now offering this new level of service that says, hey, many of you have requested you want us to continue managing the property, even though you're living in it. So let's, let's put a different spin on it. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting offering given that a lot of property management companies service military communities. And so it's super common to have this inf like big inflow of people returning home and then they all leave because they're getting redeployed. And so there's a lot of overhead for the property management company when you are closing out an account and then reopening it and closing it again and reopening it. And so instead of just being, well, that's the market we're in, you looked at the data and you were like, this happens so much, maybe there's a way to smoothen it out. So it's kind of like an on and off switch. You're like always there for the property. And then you just turn on certain features of the package when they're deployed and turn them off when they're back, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, 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 it just changes the package of services um, that's more appropriate for when they're in the residence themselves. And um, you know, the idea is to just maintain that professional relationship. Anything related to the house, give us a call. We're still here for you, um, which has, again, increased our retention percentage as we've done that. Um, and you know, it's been interesting how it's also added to our referral network of clients saying, oh, well, yeah, I'm still in touch with my property manager, even though they're back in their house. So the, the property managers that I, I and other property management companies that I've talked to that, that I appreciate the most is that extra level of care that's required or that extra demand on their service when they're serving somebody, not just that's serving our country abroad, but also 
who has emotional ties to their house. I, I say there's an extra level of care, a higher calling involved when that client's going to come back and live in that house themselves. It's not just about the investment cents and dollars. Um, it's also about how did we do when you come back and move back into your house? So I have a, a deep respect for any property managers that have a lot of clientele that they, they work through in that regard. Yeah. And, and I bet as a result of that point of view that, hey, if I was deployed and then I'm coming back home and then I know I'm going to be redeployed again, I want to create the solution because I care about them. And as a result, I bet you guys have an amazing customer lifetime value per owner because you found a way to basically keep that property in your portfolio regardless of deployment situation. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun innovation of our service to do. I, one other thing I'd say about client retention, and there's all these different ideas running client retention programs, and a lot of them are, are good, including this, this idea, and you're welcome to share with whomever. Um, you know, the more service we can provide to landlords all over um, through sharing of ideas is great. Um, but I think the, the, the point that gets lost sometimes is, that employee retention can lead to client retention and taking good care of our property management teams and employees um, is more likely to lead to higher satisfaction of clients and consistency of service. So it leads directly to client retention. It's, it's usually if you take care of the employees, your client retention goes up. But if you take care of the client retention first, doesn't mean you have employee retention. Well, that's a really good segue too, to talk about how you're retaining employees. You mentioned, or Chris mentioned a few minutes ago, the new role for your director of cultural, what, what did you call it? Yeah, director of people and culture. Director of people and culture. I love that concept. And I'm interested a little bit to hear more about that role in addition to like what other things you're doing within your company to encourage employee retention. Okay, we're going to stop right there and save the rest for part two. I know, I know, nobody likes cliffhangers, but how else are we going to keep you on the edge of your seat? Tune in next time for part two of our conversation with Chris Harold and Tommy Chambers. In that episode, we will touch on how they balance profits, people, and the customer experience. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider leaving us a review or rating on the listening app of your choice. As a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency. We have been helping property managers with owner marketing since 2012, from strategy all the way to implementation. Visit fourandhalf.com to learn more. That's F O U R A N D H A L F.com.